Hi, I'm Heather Hayward, and I'm tuned to the Drive Time Show with Wimbo and Naturally on AllFlavorsRadio.com. Go there, girls. If you're searching for that one person who will change your life forever, look in the mirror. A pleasant, pleasant good evening to everyone out there in all flavors land. How are you all doing on this rather interesting, rather interesting uh, Tuesday evening? It's very wet, then very dry, then very sunny. All weathers in at, at once today. I am Wimbo77. And I am Naturally Lily. Naturally Lily literally has just stepped into the building. So she's just getting herself together. And wow, I, I must say that it has been a rather busy day. Has it been a busy day for you, Lily? Yep. It has. Wow. But you, you made it in time. Oh wow, I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about that. So um hello chat room crew, hello WhatsApp crew, Facebook crew, worldwide crew, tuning crew, and all of you silent listeners today. So yes, welcome to the Let's Talk Drive Time show. Um today we've got quite a bit to get be getting on with. And um uh, we're starting off with the uh, the, the questions for your listening is, um, listeners, is how can we be happy with our body? And would you consider cosmetic surgery as well as will racism ever be eliminated? Yeah, because um, this question was posed uh, in the Facebook chat and it blew up, that, that second question. It's quite um, interesting, some of the comments as to what has been said there. Big shout out to uh, DJ Charlie uh, Muir, as well as DJ Mark Philogene, DJ Slim. How are you all doing? Great show yesterday, Mark Philogene, as well as Charlie. You can catch Charlie on a Monday and also DJ Slim on a Monday. And Mark, uh, did I say Mark Philogene just now? Yeah. And Mark Philogene <laughs> on a Monday. So the National Day. What I thought today, Lily, yeah, yeah, was that it is the sixth of July, right? It is the sixth of July, but the day tomorrow, I think it it held so much sentiment as well as I th- I thought it was really quite apt for the times that we live in these days, yeah. And a lot of us don't we hold on to things. Mm-hmm. So today on July the sixth, it was um, the hundred eighty seventh day of the year in the Georgian calendar. And on this day, the U.S. Congress unanimously resolves the name of U.S. currency to the dollar, as well as adopting the decimal coinage. And then Louis Pasteur successfully tested animals for the anti-rabies vaccine. Again, vaccines there. And the California passed the first no-fault divorce law. I didn't know what that no-fault dis- divorce law was. Was it like someone's fault? or? Yeah, so what, I think with divorce, there has to be someone responsible for the divorce. So someone might, you know, they say irreconcilable differences or due to adultery or whatever. Um, I'm assuming that something like the irreconcilable 
irreconcilable <laughs> differences <laughs> would come under the no fault law. So it's no one's fault why they want to get divorced. They, they just, just want a divorce. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that was passed um, on this day, as well as um, George W. Bush's birthday and the 14th Dalai Lama. Yeah. And today's National Fried Chicken Day. So I don't We didn't have chicken today. I didn't have anything today. Oh, I cooked, so it's fine. You can yeah. you can have something there. And it's also... Again? Yes, I know, but it was National Kissing Day last week, was oh, it? Oh, International Kissing Day. Oh, no, day. two weeks ago. Two weeks ago yeah. was National Kissing Day. Well, obviously people like to, to have a good kiss. Like a bit of a smooch. Yeah, so it's International Kissing Day. However, tomorrow is National Forgiveness Day. And, wow, I'm very impressed with, you know, that... The fact that there is a day for forgiveness, mm. you know, so we don't need to be t- told that holding on to anger is bad for us. Yeah. Um, that's why Global Forgiveness Day is celebrated on July the 7th. And each year it's so special to us. Established to increase the goodwill amongst people. At Global Forgiveness Day asks everyone to try and set their differences aside and create a world full of healing and letting go of negativity. How do you feel about that? I don't know. I was reading something the other day and it said, I want to, re- re- oh, what was it? Repair and remember, remember and repair, Yeah. not forgive and forget. And I thought that's an interesting concept because we're told to forgive and forget. You know, someone does something to you, oh, just forgive them and mm. just forget about it. But then it was the repair part that I saw. Because if you forgive someone and just forget about it, have you healed yourself? And that's one of the most important parts, isn't yeah. it? About because we spoke about forgiving parents um, a few weeks ago. Yeah. And we come to the conclusion it does start with us forgiving ourselves for perhaps feeling the way that we did, and that's part of the healing. Yeah. When we do um, look inwardly as opposed to outwardly, and perhaps what someone's kind of done done to us mm. and like it says it's it's about letting go of the negativity because some of some some of us we get so wrapped up inside of our heads that maybe we've done something wrong to someone or they've done something wrong to us and we can hold on to that yeah we can yeah as well as just saying Do you know what I'm just going to forgive and let it go. Like you said, repair, was it repair? Repair and remember. And remember, yeah. So the history of global forgiveness then, it's a concept of pardoning someone after an offence. Yeah, letting go of negative emotions and releasing the hurt. And that's the hardest thing as well. When we don't forgive, we hold on. Don't you find that, um, you know, if we hold on to a grudge or something like that, it kind of... We feel it inside of your body. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Would you say? Yeah, I think it festers if you don't. But then does that come under not forgetting? Because if you're allowing... <laughs> every time I move, it's a, if you're allowing it to fester, you haven't forgotten about the situation. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Because exactly. it's very difficult to forget about something that's hurt you. But it's, yes, it's speaking or highlighting to us about forgiving mm-hmm. and being um, forgiving. And when you forgive, I, I think that it is important to forget as well. But not just forgive. And let it go. Not just mm. forgive that person, to forgive yourself for yeah. holding on to that kind of feeling of anger. Because mm. if, you've, if you've held on to that resentment and that frustration and that anger for so long, you've made yourself 
you've put yourself at risk, you put yeah. yourself in that position. So you have to forgive yourself as well. And it does make that point that people that forgive, that they they don't get as ill as people that hold on to the resentment. Mm. You know, so it's, it says um, it says there that releasing the hurt has always been a key principle of every, well, forgiveness is a key principle of every religion around the world. Mm. And teachings from um, these religions highlight the nature of forgiveness and have provided a basis for the modern traditions and practices used to forgive. While philosophers have studied the concept of forgiveness, the emotion was primarily primarily related to matters of faith. Mm. So more sort of, I guess, amongst religious religious people. But then, you know... I, I feel like religious people are the worst people for forgiving. Because yeah. they're the first people to judge. They're the first people to... Oh, all them years ago, this person... And always remembering someone's downfall or something that that person did to them years ago I find it's all well and good saying you have the faith but like you just said there it's it's part of the religious thing to forgive so and it's everything in practice as well isn't it Mm. it's like practicing these things and that's the hardest part I think is yes we say all right forgive Mm. and then tomorrow the practice when, the, when we have to literally put it into motion, are we able to do it? Yeah. Are we able to do it? So let's have a look. It says global forgiveness timeline. So there's lots of um, times that people were forgiven um, on this time timeline. And there's some facts. So forgive the ones who hurt you. Yeah. So there's what are the steps to forgiveness? Okay. And these are the ones. Forgive the ones that who hurt you. So it says, take a moment to think about someone you are angry at or those you cannot forgive. It might even be you. Then decide to let go of the anger weighing you down and forgive or at least take steps towards extending the forgiveness. Mm. This doesn't mean your relationship has to continue. Sometimes forgiving is as simple as letting the person go. Try your best to start with a clean slate. That is so true. So, true story. (laughs) Someone in the past really, really did me wrong. And I warned them before they did this, because they used to come back and tell me loads of stories about Mm. other people. And I did warn them before they did this. I was like, I'm the worst person for this situation to happen to. And lo and behold, they didn't heed my warning. And we ended up falling out. But not falling out in an obvious way, as in we had an argument or anything, Mm. they was just doing what they shouldn't have been doing. Um, And I forget, I was like, oh, whatever, you do you, but I would not speak to that person again. Mm. Cut them off like a dead limb. Okay, yeah, I understand, because it's not not that you've not forgiven that situation, but you've recognised the character, and that just... They're, they're just not not worthy, but they're, they're, they're <laughs> not, not worthy to be part of your, it, within your circle. Yeah. Because you've yeah. already forewarned, mm. forearmed, but they didn't heed the warning mm-hmm. as to the type of person that you were. Yeah. So you're like, okay, that's cool. You do All's you. done. You do you, I do me, but, you know, we can't be friends anymore mm. in that sense. And that's what it says there. It's as simple as just letting the person go. But... Letting them know that there's no hard feelings. Yeah. 
no hard feelings. You know what? Let's just start fresh. Clean slate. You go your way. I go my way. But I'm not holding no animosity, mm-hmm. no anger towards you. So that's it. Forgive the ones that hurt us. All right? Because it even highlights the point that we, we probably, possibly hurt ourselves. Yeah. In, in the interim of that as well. And that's right? what I meant when I was saying um, about forgiving yourself because sometimes the outward forgiveness is not deserving Mm. if that makes sense I know the concept behind this is to forgive everyone so you can move on but some people don't deserve forgiveness and I hope people understand what I mean when I say that um but the ultimate person that needs to be forgiven in that situation is yourself because it's you being able to release any yes. anger, yeah. any frustration, any resentment you may hold against that person for mm. said situation, mm. but you're not pardoning them for what they've done. Yeah. And what's the point of holding on? What's the point of holding on to the past? Mm. Like, just let it go. And it is, it, just let it go on with the ether. Just let it free because it frees you, frees us from, again, like you said, holding on to that animosity, holding on to that anger, holding on to something that's not serving us mm. yeah so it's that's it there's lead by example and teach forgiveness mm. so if we want to be forgiven we have to forgive yeah yeah so it's, it says it's good for our soul let others see how free free and forgiving someone can be show everyone especially children that forgiveness is a quality to develop and hone in themselves and others. Your example of forgiveness can inspire others to do the same. Mm. And it's so true. Mm. So, so true. But we tend to automatically teach that to children, whereas we don't abide by ourselves. Like, for example, if the girls fall out, one of them hit the other one, Mm. I'd make the one that done the hitting say sorry, but the one that's receiving the sorry has to say, it's okay, give a hug back. That's a form of forgiveness. So we do that with children. Yeah. But when it comes to us as adults, we don't deal with the situation straight away. We go off, we mull over it, we get angry over it. It gets worse and worse and worse. And then when you finally have to confront the situation, it's just so blown out of proportion that it's very, very hard to forgive. And have you but have you ever been in a situation where you had to forgive someone, right? Mm. And you've mulled over it and you've held it and held it and then obviously the the approach that the time comes where the the situation is faced and it's like nothing yeah and it's like why did I work myself up so much Mm. over that situation when it 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 really was something so minor but I think that's a nature thing like I know it's in my nature to pre- (laughs) <laughs> pre-planned arguments in my head in the sense that I work out what I'm going to say what that person's going to say and mm. then you have that conflict in your head with with every situation and when it actually comes up the person's like yeah it's cool I wasn't bothered anyway it's like <laughs> no but I want this <laughs> and that's the you point know? us is it's, again it's taking the ego away from it as well, you know. Mm. And I always say this, because our egos, that's what inflates the situation. Yeah, It really, like, it blows things out of proportion. Really like, does. things that aren't there, like snow, the snowball effect, initially, a sm- snowball's tiny, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But the more that it rolls in the snow is the bigger that it gets. And sometimes that's what it's like when 
we're mulling things over and thinking, overthinking yep. is the right word or terminology to use there. So it's just to have a, um, a forgiveness theme movie night. So that's, that sounds rather interesting, doesn't it? Mm. You know, to have a, 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 I guess it's films that where people forgive. Can you think of any films like that? Um... One of the biggest ones for me, I watched it years and years ago, it was the a Mel Gibson film about Jesus. Passion of the Christ? Yeah. It's not about forgiveness, it's about but, Jesus. I know, but it was the way that he shot that, because his he took the sins of the whole world upon him, right? Yeah. And so that's the forgiveness. Yeah. That's, that was the Almighty saying, I forgive you and I, I'm making a sacrifice for everyone, that's my son kind of thing. Yeah. So that's that's ultimate forgiveness. Obviously, we're not God. Yeah. And we are human beings. Because <laughs> as a human, <laughs> you'd be like, me, take a, you, you can't carry it, yes. See? <laughs> but yeah, I get what you mean. It, it was, it's, it is the ultimate demonstration of forgiveness. Yeah, yeah. And what makes matters worse in that situation is that person's constantly having to forgive yeah. us every day, every All second of the day. Rain upon the righteous and the unrighteous. Mm. That's what it says. So five interesting facts about global forgiveness. Emotions can affect forgiveness. Yeah. So what does that say? Oh, brain scans show that the emotional centres of the brain light up when a person considers forgiving someone. Yeah, because it stirs up emotions in you. Yeah. You didn't need a brain scan to, say, to show that. But, but it lights up the fact if it lights up that means that that person considering it, their emotion does come up, but it's a good thing, right? I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I thought this fact was quite interesting, that cats aren't that forgiving. No, and I agree with that. They go to where the food is better. Scientists say, while many animals, including bonobos, mountain gorillas, chimps, goats and hyenas are capable of forgiveness, cats do not exhibit any such behaviour. Mm. Even though, I don't know, I seem, I feel like our cat's forgiven us for, casually it's not the right <laughs> word, but for like, you know, you knew, you knew to them. Oh, did she have kittens? She did she have had kittens, yeah. But My she, one didn't. No. So she, yeah, she's, yeah, uh, yeah sadly. But um, so cats aren't that forgiving or they don't exhibit such behaviour as it says. And extroverts need more forgiving. That was an Yeah, because they're thing. always doing things wrong. <laughs> no, I agree with that. Not because they hurt people more, but because they're needing forgiveness is in their nature. Oh, okay, so yeah. Because they need to be loved by people because they want to be around people all the time. Okay, so it's extroverts. Yeah. I, th- I think I'm a bit of both. Because as an intro, you can be introvertedly, you can be an introverted extrovert, meaning yeah. that you're, when you're out, you're fine, yeah. but you like to be in your own space. Yeah. Um, or you can be introverted where you just don't want to be around people all the time. You just want to be in your own space. Or you can be an extrovert who needs bodies next to them all the time. That's tough introverted extrovert where you can your balance okay so it's the balance but it says extroverts need more forgiving and i understand that more forgiveness for americans (laughs) so that's quite interesting wasn't it these are facts guys a survey by the non-profit 
Fetzer Institute showed. Let's say 65% Mm. of American adults said they needed more forgiveness in their personal lives. Oh, they needed more personal... Well, that makes sense. America's a very big continent. Mm. Um, But do you think sometimes we, again, go back to the overthinking, that we may feel that we've done things kind of untoward and we we want God to forgive us, but it's not anything that's major that needs forgiveness as well? Because they're saying that 65% of Americans need, felt that they needed more forgiveness in their personal lives. Why? Maybe they're doing things that they shouldn't. Okay. And forgiving people fall ill less. Yeah, how amazing is that? Holding on to less toxins. A yes. study by the University of Wisconsin showed forgiving people suffered less from cert- from certain illnesses. Mm. I wonder if it's those illnesses that build up loads of mucus and... and Cancer? Pus in the body. That's, yeah. It's, it's holding. Sometimes when we hold anger, there is an actual scripture that speaks about um, holding on to anger then it, and it busts your vessel. Mm. I think that's a heart, so that can lead to things like heart attack. Yeah. When we hold on and don't let go, arthritis, I guess. Um, there's a book, um, Stress, Anxiety. There's a book by Louise Hay, um, You Can Heal Your Life. And it, in the back of her book, it shows if we have certain issues within, like dis-ease mm. within the body, it can be often be down to um, ha- how our emotions, how we react to things. Mm. To say if we had problems with the eyes... That's because we're not far-sighted. We don't want to be open to see certain things. Yeah. It's a really good book. It's actually um, you can heal your life, Louise Louisa Hay, mm. um, and it shows you know if we get back problems that we don't we can we're not bend we're not bendable we're not you know yeah not malleable yeah mm. and and it it shows you all different parts of the body in which you know we can heal just through action mm-hmm. that we can actually heal our lives by doing certain things so um tomorrow not today is national forgiveness day and i mean these are american this is um, an american holiday as well but i think they have the international forgiveness day as well Mm. but it's always nice to highlight that so what does um joy say egotistical attention seeking forgiveness um need to forgive oneself called healing okay so forgiving oneself absolutely joy it it means that we are healing Mm. and that's the that's the most important thing that we really i guess want to observe is that we are forgiving we are letting go and that we we're not holding on to things and by doing that by not holding on that we have i guess healthier life and less stress and that feeling of, you know, I can't explain it, you know, when you hold things. A weight off your shoulder yes. is lifted. Yes, that's the point. That's the point. So we'll see y'all in five. Sounds a little decent there. Free again, free again, free at last. I'm sure that um, Malcolm X said that, didn't he? Free at last, free at last. And yes, we'll be um, going into that. A little bit later, when we ask the questions highlighting um, about how can we be happy with our bodies and would you consider cosmetic surgery as well as will racism ever be eliminated?
So uh, the Nash, the, the day in history. Now you know that we did play a song by Phyllis Hyman there, it's because today in history, um, Phyllis Hyman was born. And she was rather quite an amazing woman, actually, Leish. Okay, I've never heard of her, I don't think. But do you, you knew the song that the first song that I played. I can only remember. You the know last how song to you love heard. me. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, you right. know how to. Lo- yeah, I did that song. Yeah. yeah, so you know how to love me. Um, so she was born in Philadelphia, um, to Philip Hyman, who was a World War Two veteran as well as her mother, who was Louise Hyman, who was a, a waitress at a local nightclub. Um, she was raised, but she was raised in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And she was the eldest one of seven children. I like how they've named her. They've given both half the mum and the dad's name. Phyllis. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really nice, isn't it's it? It's cute. Yeah, so, so she started her music training uh, when she received a music scholarship to attend Robert Morris University in Pittsburgh. But she dropped out after one year there. Mm. Um, she p- performed on a national tour with the group, New Direction. And later she joined all the people while working with another group, the Hondo Beats. So she made her acting debut. Now, I didn't know she was an actress. I really didn't know she was an actress um, in 1974 in a film called Lenny. So we'll have to check that. Have to check that about. film out. Yeah. yeah, Phyllis Hyman. And she also led a group called Phyllis Hyman... And the pH factor. <laughs> Love it. Oh, sorry. It's amazing, isn't it? So Phyllis Hyman and the pH factor. So she debuted a solo album named Phyllis Hyman. And that was released in 1977 on Buddha Records. And then Arista bought Buddha Records. So she was transferred to the, the new label. Mm. And um, there she released four albums. She's done a lot. Mm. A lot of, lot of work. So the albums were Somewhere in My Lifetime, 1979, You Know How to Love Me, 79. And also Can't We Fall in Love Again, 1981, and Goddess of Love, 83. That's two albums in one year. Mm. That's that's a lot of work, you know, because when you go in, into the studio and recording... Yeah, that's, you've got a lot. But then I guess back then, that's all they were doing. Mm. They were just recording 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 religiously so mm. yeah but it's amazing feet two it's albums in, in one and then 81 and then 83 yeah but she also performed on broadway amazing i've always wanted yeah. to perform on broadway have you i knew you like um oh the, the uh what's that the, the Chicago. Chicago, that's the one. You sing some of those I love songs, musicals, amazing. full stop. I'm, I love musicals. What one's your favourite? Is Chicago your My favourite musical? Um, I don't think Chicago's my favourite. I just like all the songs in Chicago. Yeah. I love one specific song out of the Moulin Rouge. Mama. Oh, I love, I love <laughs> the Mama one. That's um, Mama Morton. She's, okay. the, she's the prison ward. I love musicals. I've not seen Chicago before. I love musicals. I would like to see... Um, I haven't seen Thriller in the in the theatres. Okay. Is that Michael Jackson Thriller? Yeah. Okay. And I would like to see... What's the other one with the... Dum, dum, dum. We were, is it called We Will Rock You? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Is that with um, Freddie Mercury? Yeah. 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 We Will Rock You. But I'd love to see that in the, cinema, in the theatres. Yeah. Uh, I... Wanted to book for the family to go to see Lion King. It was, it was actually... <gasps> so expensive. 
it was cheaper to go to Spain. Stop it. <laughs> it was cheaper to go to Spain than to go to really? the... Really? To, to to the theatre. But that's Lion King, though. It's because the other ones aren't that expensive. We've Ooh. seen Aladdin in theatres twice. Yeah. The first time was amazing. Second time was like, yeah, it's great. We've seen it already. But it was, it's such a good production. Mm. Um, and that was quite reasonable. It was quite reasonable. Yeah. Well, she was, I mean, Phyllis Hyman, she performed on Broadway. And they have a lot on Broadway because that's, Broadway is in New York, right? Is that where Broadway is? Yeah. Okay, so she was on the stage. So as well as being a an actress in film, she also was an actress in musicals on stage, which I think is amazing. So they played tribute uh, for Duke Ellington for that work, and she received a Tony Award. Amazing. And nominated for the Best Supporting Actress in a Musical. <coughs> and won a Theatre Award, a Theatre World Award for the Best Newcomer. Wow. See, so as well as the music, she was actually um, doing a lot when it comes to the acting. acting yeah. This one, this is a kick I found quite interesting as well, that she recorded a song, Never Say Never Again, for the James Bond movie. Yeah, but that was... I haven't heard that one. One that's, no, because they didn't use it. They couldn't use the soundtrack oh. for legal reasons. So um, that stars Sean Connery, Never Say Never Again. So that was quite interesting. Harlem. Oh, thank you, Joy. So um, Broadway is in Harlem. Okay, and I know a lot of the, the, the big... Broadway's... Oh, Harlem's in New York, right? Yeah. Because I've been to Broadway. Okay. Yeah. What I've... was it like? Amazing. Was it like okay. all lit up? So when, we, when I said I want, I'd love to be go to Broadway, mm. I actually meant I'd love to perform. <laughs> okay. Because I have physically been there. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing. Wow, it's amazing. The theaters, a bit yeah. like Shaftesbury Avenue, is it? Like a that? little bit like that. But I, I loved New York. So when mm. I went, it was it was very very busy, very very lit. Oh, it's amazing. Oh wow, one of the best places I've been to, wow. I think. So and that, so that's Harlem, and I know Harlem, and they had a Renaissance back in the twenties. The Harlem mm. Renaissance. That's where a lot of black people, and done lots of performance. And Oscar Michelle, a film director, came out from. A, a lot of things, mm. a lot of amazing artists, uh, creatives mm. were able to just show up, as yeah. we've seen already. We've looked at some other people. And they we? do actually have another musical that's just been released. I think it was last month. Mm. Um, and that's based in Harlem. It's not called Harlem, right? Just ignore me. But it is <laughs> based in Harlem. Okay. And it looks really good. So it says that she also, so after doing the soundtrack for the James Bond movie, she released another album, Living All Alone, um, on the Philadelphia International label and appeared in movies Too Scared to Scream. We've got to check these, these mm. um, movies out, guys. So that Too Scared to Scream was done in 1985, and that's Spike Lee's School Days in 1988, and The Kill Reflex. Oh, wow. We've got to check out these movies. So Scream in 1985, Spike Lee's School, school Days. I think that's Spike Lee's School Days. Um, the woman from um, from My Wife and Kids. 
No, Tisha Campbell. Yeah. Oh, that's wow. That's a slightly film that they're all in school. It's, it's almost like a Grease kind of take. Okay. If my memory serves me well. 1988, that sounds about right. That's the film. So there was quite a lot of stars mm. in that Spike Lee movie. So it's called Spike Lee's School Days. Tisha Campbell, yeah, she was in that. As well as um, The Kill Reflex, that was in 1989. So this it says here that 91, Hyman released another album, Prime of My Life, um, on Philadelphia International, which was the biggest album of her career. And it included her first number one R&B hit, as well as her Billboard Top 100 hit, Don't Want to Change the World. Goodness me. I know, she's she done so much, she done so much. Sadly, 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 yeah. It said that on June 30th, so just gone not, not long long ago, that she committed suicide. Oh, no. Yeah. So she um, overdosed just before she was due to go on stage and f- uh, perform at the Apollo. So they found her unconscious in her bedroom. And, um, yeah, before she was meant to go on stage. Apollo Theatre as well. Apollo, Night of the Apollo. Yeah, so she was only 45 when she died. Wow. But what, what a lot to do within that time. How many mm. albums is that to, to date? At least 10 albums. Mm. Uh, she won awards. She was in films, Broadway. She'd done so much. Sadly, though, this is the point that she died. Um, she suffered from bipolar yeah. disorder. A lot of those um, stars do. And she had she suffered, she was involved in alcohol and cocaine substance abuse. Yeah, it's almost like the um, what's it called? You know, when you dampen down, you you you're suffering, but you're trying to dampen it down by giving yourself up as to yeah. keep going, keep going, keep going, and there just comes a point where you just can't. It takes its go toll, anymore. doesn't it? It takes its toll. Like you know, we feel that by using substances or alcohol or mm. those things that it lifts us up. But in the long run, it's really, it, it doesn't help. And then mm. you get addicted to these things and then that's a whole other story. But mm. so she took, um, uh, what was it? Pen, bar, pento barbitol and seco barbitol. I don't know what, what are the barbitols? Um, Die. Okay, I'm so gonna Google them. Are they um painkillers or something? I don't know. But no, they're not painkillers. Forty five when she passed, and it says two two of her albums were released posthumously. So, obviously, post um when she passed, I refuse to be lonely and forever with you. Um, she was married once to her manager, Larry Alexander. So they got married in nineteen seventy eight, and divorced a few years afterwards. They had no children. And there is a, a biography by Jason A. Mitchell titled Strength of a Woman, the Phyllis Hyman story. So that might be really worth re- a good read. And it came out within that that she liked both men and women. Did bisexual. Yeah. So it revealed that she was bisexual as well. So she was she was coping with a lot mm. of maybe issues. And demons. especially at those in that time yeah. whereby it wasn't... Um, as glamorised, and we use that word, as glamorised as it is now, yeah. um, being able to be free and open with your sexuality, maybe people may have known um, back then, but it still wasn't, wasn't exposed, exposed was it? as much. Yeah. yeah, Not like now everyone's doing whatever they're doing, but 
back then, like 70s, that must have been quite hard for her to, to deal with. Mm. But I know that there were quite a lot of bisexual, homosexual uh, artists oh, yeah, in the day. Oh, yeah, must have been loads. Yeah, but it was just um, all under, kept under cover mm. because, obviously... It only just yeah. been legalised a couple of years before that, you've got to think. Because the same... We were talking about this the other day. The same time they... they um, the civil rights movements were happening. Mm. It was around that time that they started legalising um, non-heterosexual relationships because before that was illegal. Yeah. So, yeah. especially in... She's American, so... Mm. So you, it's only a recent thing because I know back in the 80s... Uh, with the whole sort of AIDS yeah. epidemic, that it was this whole gay thing, and because gays were looked down down upon, that they didn't care about mm. the AIDS because it it was known as a gay it's a gay disease. disease. But really, at the end of the day, we, as we've spoken of on this show, yeah. um, that it isn't, and that um, yeah, it's just not a gay disease that, that we all can, if we're not careful be a risk of yes at risk of catching and um and i did think it was this a bit barbiturates so pentobarbital and the other one sen senobarbital Se- secobarbital they're yeah. both barbiturates which are sedatives oh sedatives mm. sleeping tablets kind of yeah Aww, so they're used uh so pen- pentobarbital um is used to cause you to fall asleep mm. for surgery it's used to treat insomnia. So, yeah, if you can't sleep, she's most really having sleeping problems. Um, and it's also used in emergencies to treat seizures. But that can't help if you're taking something, say, like cocaine, because that lifts you up, right? Yeah. So if you're taking something like that, those kind of tablets aren't really going to be that helpful, are they? No. So when we teach about... Um, what what is it that we teach about? There's something we teach about. Sure, it's mm. most probably sedatives, and it's talking about the difference. It's like a a, a bus. You want to go 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 go. So cocaine and, and alcohol are go 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 mm. drugs, and then you're putting something in your body that's telling you slow, slow down, down yeah. chill out, relax, and it's almost like a collision mm. of. An explosion. You don't know which way you're gonna go. Wow. So obviously, if she's taking sleeping pills and then having uppers, mm. she's not gonna have the best outcome. So there you go, Phyllis Hyman, an amazing woman. Check her out. And there was that book there that we spoke of in her biography that Jason A. Mitchell titled "Strength of a Woman: The Phyllis Hyman Story." So check Phyllis Hyman out. And we just played one of her tracks, didn't we? Amazing singer, amazing actress. And yes, um, kudos to her. She was born today. Okay, so on the 6th of July. Oh, 6th of July, Lily. I know! Scary! <gasps> Halfway through the year. <sighs> yes. It can only get better. Always. So, our word of the day then today. Word of the day is to... Deter. I feel like we've used this word before. No, we've not done deter yet. Word of the day. Do you know what it means? To stop, prevent, distract. Yeah. Turn aside, discourage, prevent. Inhibit. Inhibit. Oh, that's interesting. So I was going to take that road down there, but 
there was a deterrent in front of me, so I went the opposite direction. No. <laughs> it's kind of right. Mm. A deterrent. It, it discouraged me from walking down that road, so I went left. Well, I was deterred, but it's deter. We're, so... using, we're using it with, um, what they call it, extras on the, the end. I don't, can't remember what the words are. <laughs> but, um, yeah... To turn aside, so I, I was walking in that di- direction, but seeing that group of boys over there, I was deterred to walk in the opposite, the you opposite said way. Deterred. <laughs> <laughs> you said deterred. All right, so it's rooted in fear. Ah, and look at how we're, see, <laughs> look at how we're describing, yes. yeah. Yes, it's borrowed into the English language around mid 16th century from Latin verb deterre which in turn was transformed by combining D, meaning from, or away, tere, frighten. Interesting. So it's based, it's rooted in fear from the Latin language. Yeah. So she waved her finger in front of her face in order to deter her from behaving like that. Yes. Brilliant. It sounded like an English teacher just then, didn't I? (laughs) I'm so sorry, guys. Hey, so, um, <sighs> so originally meant very bad or frightful. But these days you may be deterred. Oh, yeah, so we did use it in the right context. And um, by something that frightens you. Mm. Yeah. Uh, or by something that simply causes you to think about difficult or unpleasant consequences if you continue. Right? So. Painting to deter. Oh, yeah. Painting yeah. to deter rust. Does it deter rust though, or does it just hide the problem? <laughs> no, because you can get rust paint, I guess, that deals with the issue. Okay. And brings it back to its former glory. Niceness. Yes. Hmm. So build I your, like that word. Yeah, deter. Build your vocabulary every single day because um, the more that we we more words that we know is the the more that we can. I don't know. What would you say, Lily? The more words that we know, the more that we... An expansive vocabulary will be useful at some point in your life. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So build, get one word a day in your inbox. And yes, today, criminals are looking for easy targets. Um, So removing valuable items from plain sight and making sure to lock your vehicle can be enough to deter a would-be thief. See you in five. Big tune, big tune. You're there dancing in the seat there. Get your back up, bath the wall. Dance, come I like on. That song. I like that song. Oh, yeah. So we, we, we're in the kind of rare groovy kind of soul mood tonight. Mm-hmm. Although we did start off the, the show with the, the look in the mirror motivation because it always starts with us mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So we look in the mirror as well as redemption song. And that song goes out to Joy McKay, who requested that we play that. And we play that at the top of the show, a song by Bob Marley, Redemption Song. The, the lyrics in that are so deep. We were discussing that yesterday. And yes, we do have to emancipate ourselves from that mental slavery. And as it says, we look in the mirror, none but ourselves can free our minds. Mm-hmm. Right? So in, in line with that, Lily, we were looking. Um, there is... Uh, an opportunity that I've put into the um, the chat box because it's an, an event that's coming up very soon and it's for young black men that are 16 to 24 years of age um, it, because they have, because it, it, black 
men have the highest unemployment rate, mm-hmm. that they've, the government have actually put on this recruitment drive. So it's a three-day recruitment drive, and it's designed to support individuals identifying um, as black and male. Okay, so please check that out in the chat, chat box. It's an Eventbrite event that's happening. Well, it started. It started um, from yesterday, Monday, the 5th of July, today, as well as tomorrow. So you can still catch uh, tomorrow's um, event. And um, yeah, just check it out. So one of the questions we were asking, Alicia, was how can we love our bodies? Yeah, how can we be happy with our bodies? And would you consider cosmetic surgery? What's your thoughts to that? Um, I'm going to answer the second one before I answer the first one. I would... Oh, wow. Consider cosmetic surgery. Yeah. But only for, like... I don't believe in BBLs, big butts mm. and whatever. But I would get a suck and tuck. Wow. So take it from my tummy and put it in my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's quite shocking. I, I didn't expect that from you. Really? Yeah. I think when... I've always said this... I don't think I would will ever do it, but I've always said it. Uh, when I finished having my children, mm. I would get a rejig. Right. Um, but can't you do that just by going to the gym, or is it just too hard to just go and work out? And... No, I I I'm at, I'm at the point a point in my life right now where I'm just like I'm not happy with my way. I need mm. to go and do something about it. And it's not an easy fix. Like you do an hour of cardio or whatever, and then you look at yourself and you're like, oh, it's not. Well, it's not like going to be like magic, is of it? Of course like, not. Be... So it's gradual. Whereas yeah. that's why people go for the cosmetic side. It's because maybe they have tried so hard, yeah, and they've not got the result that they wanted, or they have tried really hard. They've lost the weight and they've got excess skin. Yeah. So I think in that instance, I do think cosmetic surgery would. Um, I, I I support it in that instance right. to get rid because things like that you've you've gone from what is it four hundred pounds down to two hundred mm. for example um, or a hundred and you've lost all of that weight but you've still got all of that excess to look at that puts a downer in yourself. You but think the, what was the point in that? The thing is, like, say if you did go and get it, like cosmetic surgery, and you're because of diet or whatever, you might still end up in that same position mm. as initially going to get that nip and tuck. I don't feel that people, once they've lost that much weight, though, I don't think many of them do end up back in the state that they were in in the first place. Is that through, through cosmetic surgery? No, I mean, not people that have their stomach punched right. and then they're told not to eat, no. Mm. I mean, someone who was £400 and yeah. worked out every single day and the pounds dropped off... Yeah but they're left with the excess skin that they need to get rid of. Okay, I don't think okay. those kind of people okay. go back to... I actually think they become more gym-obsessed yeah. than anything else. Yeah. Um, but it's not to say they don't love their body because they love the effort that they've put in to get to a certain point. Yeah. But we can't judge that person for not wanting to live with all of the excess, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, Just like women who have had children who know what their body looked like before, go and get, you know, a tummy tuck and get Mm. their boobs looking like mum boobs again, um, because that made them feel a bit better. Yeah. Um, I don't see them necessarily going back to 
the image before. Mm. However, I don't agree with 18 year old getting their boobs done. I had, a, and, and their bum done. I had a very good friend at 18 go and get her boobs done. I remember saying to her, oh, you're going to have kids. Like your body will develop. Yeah. And then if you want to make the decision thereafter. And now she went enough. and got herself propped up. Yeah. at 18 and they did the surgery and I just for me I just wow. thought at 18 your body hasn't even fin- finished developing yet that's that's quite scary because I the reason why this conversation sparked off is I saw this documentary mm. and it was the woman was absolutely stunning did you did you get a chance to have a look I at it I didn't get to watch it no she was stunning and um I couldn't understand why she would want to she wanted a BBL like you said yeah. mm. Uh, that's a bum lift. It's bum a Brazilian lift. bum lift, right? Yeah. That's what BBL stands Basically, for. Basically, to look like you got a black woman's body, right? So, but she was, she was mixed. She was like Mexican. I'm sure she was Mexican, mm. or she she had menelin. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and um, she went to Mexico, mm. and because it's cheaper, yeah. this again is another point to the 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 discussion that people will go somewhere else because it's cheaper to get the work done as opposed to to saving a few bucks. I disagree with that. But, what do you mean? I I disagree with them paying the cheaper price. Right, because what happened was she ended up dead. She ended up dead. The guy punctured her lungs five (gasps) times. And this doctor in Mexico, he had already killed two other women and defaced... The, 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 when the sister stayed, she stayed in Mexico to try and bring this man to justice mm. because in Mexico they're very corrupt yeah, and nothing has been done about it. Wow. So she, you see pictures of people that he's worked on. So one woman, she obviously went to get liposuction in her legs. He's left um, big dents of holes in this I've woman's body. I've seen things body. like that, yeah. And, th- I mean, this is a downside that we're kind of looking at. Mm. But this woman was so beautiful, I didn't understand. I think you have to understand what body dysmorphia is. Yes. In order to understand why these people do this. Yeah. So we look at someone and think, oh, you're beautiful. Someone mm. looks at you or me and says, oh my gosh, you're gorgeous. Mm. And you question them. Because I've seen you do it. We went out the other day and a lady stopped you and said, you are absolutely beautiful. And he was like, oh, okay. Like, you, you just, what? But you don't see what other people see when they look at you. Yeah. Whereas with people that suffer from dysmorphia, we will look at them and think you are gorgeous. Mm. But they look at themselves and there is always something that needs to be changed. Michael Jackson had it. Yes. There's always something that needs to be changed. Mm, mm. And cosmetic surgery doesn't just start with liposuction, a tummy tuck and a nose job. It starts off with things like, oh, I need to get implants to make my teeth all look straight. Or I need to get whitening. That's cosmetic surgery. Yeah. yeah. You have to understand it is people look at these things as, oh, dentistry, for example, um, no, no, that's to do with your oral health. Mm. No, there is some forms of dentistry that are required, but other things are cosmetic. Like a white filling, for instance. A white filling is cosmetic yes. because it looks better than yeah. the silver filling. Yeah. Um, getting veneers, mm. that's like having false nails on your teeth that make all your teeth look pearly white and straight. Yeah. That's a cosmetic thing. Mm. Doesn't mean that underneath is healthy. And then that 
transpires to them going and getting the boob jobs and mm, the liposuction. The knock-on effects of it all. Do you understand? So... It's, it's about understanding how they see themselves yeah. as to why they keep on changing it. Because there is a difference between plastic surgery and cosmetic surgery. Yes. So plastic surgery, that is um, used to repair and reconstruct missing mm-hmm. or damaged tissue and skin. So mm-hmm. um, on the NHS website, highlights if someone's had third degree burns yeah. or really been missing scarred. Missing ears and stuff. Yes, um, yeah. cleft palate, yeah. all that stuff. Then they will um, do... Plastic, plastic surgery, surgery yeah. however cosmetic surgery I guess that's the terminology we consider because we've said that cosmetic surgery would we consider it is when we want the BBLs mm. or we want the breast lifts or those kind of things however th- there is a downside to it yeah. and you know this this woman she she lost she her died. life as regards to it and it, it was quite shocking like you say we don't see what other people see mm. and that's that's the hardest part about it. What are your thoughts out there, listeners? How do you feel about um, your bodies? And can we actually be happy with our bodies without um, having to consider cosmetic surgery? Give us a call. 07895134713. What's that, Lily? Nana Shirley said, Lily, I am shocked. I truly believed you had the same naturally, no knife, stay beautiful. So I am our natural, yes. But what I'm saying is the thought has crossed my mind. When you have children and things start going south side, mm. you just, like, I'm going to be on it. I miss my mum boobs. I miss them because they're not as full and voluptuous as they were before. But it's not to say that, you know, it's so, it troubles me so much that I need to have the surgery done. Mm. It is more of a, a one or a, yeah, I've considered it. Um, I don't particularly think Jay would want me to do it, but. And that's something you'd have to discuss with your partner if you, if you were going to do, you'd have to leash. Would you? Yeah. This is another part of the question then. Do you, it's my body, that's the, the question, in my body, can I do what I want with my body? Wow. Your thoughts, listeners, 07895134713. I mean, I find going to the gym and working out, it, it is hard. Yes. It is very hard and it, you've got to be consistent, you've got to be motivated, you have to be on it. Mm. And some days you just don't want to be on it. Mm. And, you know, it does get difficult in that regard. Mm. However, that maintenance, it helps your mindset. And you don't think, mind you, I, I do know people that I've met at the gym that have had surgery. Yeah, like, but they have to maintain what they've had done. Yeah, yeah. But I, my thing is, I'd love to be that person that can wake up at four o'clock in the morning and go to the gym and then come back and start my day. Mm. Um, but unfortunately... <laughs> I like the little sleep that I get. <laughs> and then by the time the end of the day comes, me personally feel so drained. The yeah. thought of going out and working out by myself, I am that person that needs a gym buddy. Right. I, I more than likely will go off and do it myself now because of how I'm feeling about myself. Mm. But that motivation to think, right, I'm going to go, I'm going to do a solid hour of cardio or whatever. Yeah. Going and doing that on my own. You were doing doesn't... so well last year, though, Lily. I'm, I'm, I, I, when we were going out training. I was, and then it got know, cold. And then we drop off. <laughs> but you can't worry about the cold. This is a thing. And it's funny, because I heard someone say in the week about if we want life easy, 
then you don't have to do the hard things in life. Mm. And if you want life hard, then we have to do the easy things in life. I think that's how it was. I, 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 maybe I've quoted. So if we, if we want to be fit, for instance, you have to it's do hard. the hard things. Yeah, that's true. But if we don't, it's easy. Sit down and watch Netflix. Mm. Binge out. Have ten packets of crisps. You know. <laughs> I don't do this, by the way, people. No, no, no. no. <laughs> that you do you know but no, I know. it's that's just how I guess how it is you know but I think as well the cosmetic thing I've noticed seems to be a lot more focused nowadays on a particular type of look so when you look on those Instagram exactly. models that is not what their body looks like and some of them will be open and honest and say yes I've had my waist cinched and I've had my BBL bum done and I've had a boob job. Some of them will be honest. Some of them will say, oh no, this is all natural. It's all the gym. No, it's not. Mm. Because your body can only naturally get to a certain point yeah. before that bum starts looking unnatural. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. And there's a certain makeup of body that can handle that concept. Whereas there is another makeup of body that is built to be more slender, to be more slim, to be less muscular. And I'm going to say it, I feel like a lot of the others are trying to look like black girls. Because black girls have big boobs, big bum and big thighs and cinched waists. Yeah. Because when you go and see a, a black girl work out, she more than likely can get that, flat tummy and tone but it's not the same the other way around look look at the kardashians they're a clear example of do you think they've done surgery have they had surgery think of course they've had surgery with the lips and stuff oh yeah yeah. lips done bum done there's a new thing with them drawing the line outside yeah to make the lips look bigger yeah so again and that's what makes me laugh because when i was in school i was called rubber lips Mm. but now everyone wants lips that look like mine so is it the media then that would push that kind of aesthetic? No, it's social. Yeah, it's social media. Social media. Because you look at, you're scrolling through, and, and, and now TikTok as well, you're scrolling through your um, timeline or whatever, and you're seeing mm. all these perfect or so-called perfect looking bodies, not realising that they're posing a certain way to make them look like that. Yeah. But also they're po- possibly... Photoshop that picture as well. Yeah, filters. I've seen. Yeah. I've seen some of the the apps that you can do that on. Yeah. Sort of. You know, and and the filters. And I think there's something going on on TikTok where they say just take a picture of your natural self. Yeah. And see what. Yeah. Because no one really knows what anyone really looks like. Mm. And that's the sad thing. Mm. Or what if you had work done? You had work done, love. You know. No. Are you just? It's a, quite sad. It is quite sad. Because the, 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 the only guarantee we have is we're going to get old. Well, hopefully. No, that's not even a guarantee because young people pass. Yeah. Is that we are going to pass away. Yeah. That's a guarantee. So is, is that where the importance is? is Living on your life. How, yeah, how we look, how we want others to perceive us. What is, it, what is that all about? To be fair, this generation now is more focused on what they look like. Right. Because that's what's making them money. So, so you have external. It is yeah, because if you think of the people that are I, I think there's one girl um I got sent the other day mm. and she is basically a millionaire now and she bought um something like 3.4 million house. Mm. 
purely based off of income that she has gotten from YouTube and Instagram. And you can do that. Yeah, yeah. but it's what you look like. Right. Tubby mums... Maybe they're making the money or is it because they've got their children on there all the time and they're playing with them mm. that's making them the money? Mm. It's the aesthetics for most that is making them the money. Yeah. And that's why I think this generation is so focused on, because they have to be in front of the camera, they have to have that perfect look. Yeah. Um, they are more prone to be the generation that are getting the cosmetic surgery done. And someone said it... Um, was two weeks ago I saw it actually and she was saying guys we need to stop this whole um glamorizing BBLs because they are not glamorous they're, they're, they're and they're the very dangerous. dangerous. That that is if any is the most dangerous from this um the documentary that I saw mm-hmm. is the most dangerous uh cosmetic surgery that someone could mm. could have done. And like it said, this doctor in Mexico, he punctured the, the woman's lungs. He was really going in but there. But what was he doing? Giving her a boob job? No, BBL. Oh, so yeah. how did he get up to the lungs? Right. Because he was inexperienced. This is them going abroad for the cheaper option. I just think, just do it. Wait, I know. And this is, I've learned this being in the dental field. People mm. come and they don't realise, oh yeah, when I got my teeth done for £400. Yeah, implants that would cost £2,000 here. But you come here, no professional is going to touch that with a barge pole. Mm. The only thing they're going to do is take it out and put it back in. Wow. Because, for one, you don't know what materials have been used. At least here, you know, okay, it's a titanium screw, it's expensive. Yeah. Yeah? So you know you're paying for quality. You don't know what materials they're they're Mm. using. You don't know what their infection control is like. And then you're coming here and you want me to fix... Yeah. No. Yeah. Not at all. So that was Mexico. I think people go to Thailand. I've seen Lithuania as well. And yep, when, Turkey. I typed in, when I typed in a cosmetic surgery today, like the dangers of, it, it didn't really, kind of skipped over it. But then it was <laughs> like people saying, oh, sign up, come to our surgery, come to our clinic. So there are, if you are going to do, to go into that, really think very hard and fast about what the repercussions might be. Yeah. I do think the first thing you need to do before you're going to go and get a tummy tuck, though, is go and have a colonic. Oh, okay. That's not... Is that cosmetic? No. It's just having a detox, I guess. Yeah. More more like having a detox. So Claire says, no, I'd never do anything to my body unless I really had to. Um, Heather says, no, LOL, happy, happy, too frightened. <laughs> not, not waking up from general anaesthetic. Mm. And Vanessa says, I would consider, but probably too scared, I could write a list of what I'd like done, but I'll pass. And this is the thing, it's it's fear that stops most. Because mm. there's even a, a procedure a couple of years ago that I need to have. There's cosmetic surgery, it's not cosmetic, it's plastic surgery involved in that. Yeah. But just been putting it off out of fear. Yeah. So you feel as if you need to, um, yeah. Deter, mm. deter and go deter. the opposite. Deter yeah. from having cosmetic surgery. Yeah. Right? See y'all in five. So, Lily, you were speaking before the break. We were talking about plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. And you spoke on how people, Caucasians, mm-hmm. fear or want 
to have the aesthetic of a black person. Yeah. However, you mentioned that they don't want to <clears throat> kind of deal with the issues that black people face. Mm. And that's really leading into our next question. Will racism ever be eliminated <coughs> in the sense of, yes, yeah, it's, it's a really tall ask or quite a, what's it? Not elaborate question, but do you think that racism will ever be eliminated? No. Yeah. I think there's too many, I'm sorry, I'm going to be blunt. I mm. think there's too many different contributing factors yeah. that contribute to the reason why race, racial discrimination is always going to be there. Mm. And I know as black people, we say, oh, we're the most discriminated against, which, yeah, possibly that's true. But within our own self, yeah, until we understand, accept and do not contribute to the situation, Yeah, there will always be racism towards black people. Within our own community, we have colorism. So yes. I, I, I don't know why we're asking for Caucasians and other people to not treat us a certain way when there's still conflict between light skin and dark skin people. Within ourselves, yeah. And the reason why I asked this was that, um, it was Mumra, she sent over uh, this post and it was all to do with the International Day for the Elimination of Racial Discrimination. And this was in, um, done on March 21st, um, 2020. And it highlighted, it did actually highlight the countries that voted um, on this bill. Mm-hmm. And unbelievably, I'm just going to read you the point um, that was made. It said that, um, okay, the UN introduced a bill that called for global action against racism Mm -hmm. and discrimination. So there was a voting summary, uh, like worldwide. So there was 106 yes votes, 14, um, or should I say 14, 44 abstained (laughs) from voting and non-votes, it was 29 um, countries. So all voting members, there was 193 and there was more than 100 countries that voted. Yes, okay? Mm-hmm. But this is the well, kicker. Yes, to get, to... To eliminate. Eliminate. Yeah, to okay. eliminate or, you know, the bill to... That called for global action against racism. Mm-hmm. However, the, the countries that voted against eliminating this racism and discrimination... Can you have a guess of any of the countries that might have been included as to voting against? UK, most probably. Yep, UK of was course. there. Any the others? one country they say is not racist. Yep. US. Yep. USA. So it was USA. New Zealand. Australia. Yep. Yep. Canada, Israel, France. Canada's not his own country. Well, they voted oh, yeah, against they don't it. Come. So they want to stay racist. Yeah. France, <laughs> Germany and the Netherlands. Major wow. Europeans are no. Rest of the Europe abstained. So most of Europe didn't even vote. See, so uh, like, and, and it just oh. this is a sad thing because you said no, and a lot of people that answered that question on Facebook said no, said no as well. Because how are you going to? It's it's if you get rid of racism, you get rid of the idea mm. that there's no supremism, and one one nation will always feel supreme, higher than the other. Yeah. I don't. I'm I'm sorry if. Many people will not agree, but I believe 
if there was not white supremacy, there'd be black supremacy. Yeah. Do, you, do you understand what I mean? Yeah. It, there, there's always going to be this I'm better than you for whatever reason you can come up with, mm. you know, how how can we, ex- like I said before, even within the, the black community, within the natural hair community, there's mm. hairism, if that's a thing. No, she's not a 4C, she's a 4B, why does she want to be? Oh, come wow. on, God, like, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And someone made a point on Facebook about even it might be a white guy, two white guys, but because one's got ginger hair. Yeah, then there's, there, the gingers then there's are a, one of us. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. Someone asked the question, why do black people accept gingers so much? And it's because they're treated like we are. Yeah. It's us, the gingers and Irish. Yes. Basically. No no Irish, no dogs, no blacks. In whatever. Sorry. Yes. I'm going to deter. Okay. Oh dear. Have you seen the advert? What advert? There is an advert. I'm going to have to find it. Um... And it says, it's about dog worms. Dog worms, right. And basically the advert is showing um, a black woman with worms coming out of her eyes, like they're there. And it says, um, "Be, be careful of worms in dogs. Wow. It doesn't say, be careful of worms in your dogs with a picture of a dog. It's got a picture of a black woman with worms coming out of her eyes. Be careful of worms in dogs. Now, if that isn't a subliminal, I don't know what is. And for that to have gone past different stages of acceptance, let's say it's just in the UK that's being advertised. UK... People sat on a board and they all agreed that was acceptable for people to drive past. Wow. And see it on the train. Wow. It's funny in you saying that because um, when Little Madam was here with me, mm-hmm. I think it was last week I noted it, um, Cocomelon, this little children's programme. Mm-hmm. And again, there's no representation. There's a, black, there's a little black child in that. No, there's not enough representation, Lily. Mm. There's not enough um, representation. Because I was walking, they was, look, they was looking at all the doll, dolls from around the world or mm-hmm. something. And I was like, Where, where's it? I kept thinking, where's the black one? Oh, right, there was the one little black girl one, but what mm. about the black boy one? And uh, and is this prejudice? Is it racist? Or is no. it just us looking for where we are? It's about recognition, isn't it? in society? It's a, yeah. It's about recognition. Yeah. It's... it's been as much as I complained about Gen Z earlier, mm. this generation is a lot more vocal on things that they see. Mm. Um, and it's been brought up over and over again over the last couple of months about black discrimination, colorism, white people jumping on board things that are only made for black people. Um, and everyone is being vocal about it, yeah, but the people that like that poll that you said that you've you've brought our attention to it's the young people that are bringing attention to yes. it that don't have no at the moment they mm. don't have any control of changing the situation yeah. and by the time they get to the point of changing the situation have they been watered down so much to the point that they won't be able to do anything mm. Mm. look at that man that was running for mayor have we heard not mayor 
yeah, it was Maya, the black... Um, young fella, the young boy. Drill star. Oh, drill Have we star. heard anything yeah. since then? No. Nothing. No. Because yeah. we get a little bit of opportunity. Mm. Oh, he's like me coming through. <laughs> oh, we have a, a call coming through. Hello. Hi, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm not too bad, I'm not too bad. I was literally just listening um, into your show. Yes. I don't know, I just had a few points that I wanted to bring up. Okay, go what ahead. Are those? Um, yeah, so about about your point on like colorism. Yeah. And um, being represented in mainstream media. Yeah. I don't know, I guess I had a question for you two. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you feel that is so important for these big brands and organisations to represent us? Me, personally, I don't feel that it's important. I, I feel that we need to put these things in our place ourselves. Yeah? We can't... I, I don't feel that... And this is, again, my opinion, mm. so, you know, opinions don't really count. <laughs> but if I, I'm speaking for myself, this is why me as an author, I've... I write children's books that represent who I am. Mm. So it's my books are based on children in black history. It highlights black historical figures and our children can see representation of themselves. Lily, I agree with you to some extent, but when um, you're talking about seeing ourselves represented, I'm thinking of big corporations, for example, like one that I work for. A lot of us make the point that, oh, we need to go off and start our own thing, which is a great thing to do. And I Mm. I will always try my best to support that. However, why do we have to run from dealing with the problem? They have spent so many years picking and choosing and putting people in place that they want to put in place. And there are certain ones of us that are in positions now because it's happening there are certain ones of us that are in positions now where we can pick and choose. Mm. They don't like it, but we shouldn't care. Why are we running to start our own thing when there are people that want to stay in organisations and they want to be given opportunities? It's our place then to help those people elevate themselves true, in those places. True, absolutely. I, I just, totally agree with you. So I call yeah. that. Yeah, and just to cut in as well, but even with that point, mm. it's like... It's like expecting someone who doesn't care about you to care about mm-hmm. you. Regardless if you're in a position or not to make change, it's still not yours mm. to make change. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. But can we make a change then, listener? Can you make a change? Yeah, how can it, we make a change? Of, how can we make a change? Yeah. Realising where the problem lies and what we need to do to fix it. I don't think we fully realise how severe or how deep the hole that we're in is. Do you think like, the problem starts with us, though? Um, It starts with us, and it starts with us going back and learning how the problem started, mm-hmm. because it's a generational thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's not just us, it's our parents and our parents' parents. Mm-hmm. Like We have a lot of time to make up for, mm-hmm. and it's like we've, we've hit the ground running, but our shoelaces are tight, mm-hmm. so we're okay. always tripped, no yeah. matter how far try to run mm. but the buck does stop with us though doesn't it it does start as as an individual thing yeah and we got to build on that yeah i got one more question then for, yeah. the, for you, you as a listener you know when you said it starts from us looking back 
Mm. Going forward now, speaking of like our generation, and I'm assuming you sound quite young. I know, Jonas, <laughs> you are. But going forward, we in our generations now are trying to put things in place for the coming generations. Do you mm. think that's going to make a change? Because we are kind of unlearning and relearning processes. Do you think that will make a change going forward? Um, I I think it's down to us not really having a choice mm. like if this doesn't work nothing will mm. we'll just be stuck in the same cycle so as long as we're we're trying and we're actually putting things in place for those who are coming after us mm. i think it will have a positive effect like no matter what mm-hmm. because we've seen what happens when nobody's thinking of of the other mm-hmm. because that's why we're here in the position that we're in now exactly. i guess yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, pleasure. Pleasure. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye. Take care. And I think it's true. Thinking about what um, John, I said, when you look back, mm. way back before slavery that they tell us is our history, way before then, we were rulers. Yeah. yeah? However... The scripture says man has dominated man and will continue to dominate man to their own injury. injury. There is always someone that is at the top and there is always bottom feeders. And this is why I'm saying that racism itself as a concept, maybe not as an action, you know, so strong and apparent, but as a concept Mm. is not going to end because there always needs to be somebody until the universe god allah steps in there's always going to be someone dominating the other person do you understand so what we can take over and we can lead and whatnot and someone Mm -hmm. um made the point that oh we're gonna enslave (laughs) we're gonna enslave white people when we get to that point it would still be slavery though it would still be that racism it still be domination i never i don't ever think it's gonna get to that point we what would we really enslave them can we just not live together in harmony as not looking at colour, but looking at who we are. No, because as, colour is always going to be there. As humanity and humankind, we, we all have to eat, sleep, shit. Sorry. <laughs> I've said it. Oh I know God. it's before watershed, but we all have to do it. We do. However, yeah. you have to see people will always see colour. Mm. People will always see it, it, and the thing is, it doesn't even have to be color. One person, ginger hair. One person can be jealous of a feature that you have. I love your eyes. I don't like you. Wow. It's that simple. Yeah. Why do you think they hate us so much? But they got every treatment out there that they can use to become us but Mm. not have to have the same treatment that we have you can tan your skin get your boobs done get nice hips and a body like a black chick get lips draw them on so your lips look like mine but people still know that you're white so they'll still give you better opportunities that give they give me Mm. you want to be in a position of a black person to look like a black person and be treated sexy, sexy like a black person, but you will never have to deal with injustices that we face. And until the others understand that concept, because we need to stop telling them this and stop explaining to them, well, you need to... No, they need to come to their own conclusion themselves. They've not come to that conclusion till now, so how do we expect 
any change. But this is what I'm saying. Until they come right. and say, okay, I understand I want to be you for these reasons, but I will never be able to deal with your issues and, mm. and live the life you've lived. Yeah. Until they come there, they will never know. Mm. Just because you was married to a black man and had black kids or married to a, white, a, a, a black woman and had black children does not mean you have lived a struggle. You've experienced her struggle yeah. or his struggle. You've seen the process, but you slightly. have not gone through that struggle. Yeah. And this is the thing, isn't it? Sort of, it's just, it is a them and us. And I hate, hate that because for me, I, I, maybe I do have some... So underlying prejudices and that I wouldn't like to think that I'm a racist person. Mm. However, we have this discussion. This is why something we, we don't talk on um, colour is matters mm. because sometimes it can get quite heated. Like the one question that I posed last week, it was a white woman that suggested that mm. as regards to um, the fetishism when it comes to our black black men yeah oh did i miss that you did and um have a lot to say on that topic (laughs) so uh, because they were saying quite damning things you know and this was but that's a disregard for his mother this is what they don't understand it's a you will take his assets because let's be fair this is most of the reason why they want you Mm. you'll take his assets but you will disrespect the queen that brought him into this world yeah because that's yeah. what they do when they're like, well, if he, if you were so good to him, why would he come to me? Mm. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't yeah. That. So it's quite sad. I mean, there's a lot of um, answers or questions, should I say, on Facebook, the post. It says racism, racism is a mental illness with widespread societal denial mm-hmm. facilitated by education mm-hmm. and media and fueled by government who do everything they can to divide us and mm-hmm. keep us looking at each other. I think that kind of sums it up, doesn't it? Sorry, that's is, my, who, um, is Carrie that Lee. Oh. Carrie Lee said that. Wow, that is such an oh amazing yeah, I've not point. Even seen some more, some more amazing these, point. Some more of these um comments um sonia says i'm not giving up hopes and when i observe my students i think they're a lot further than we were being mm-hmm. very open-minded and tolerant towards everyone so mm-hmm. i believe in it is it but is it tolerance tolerance is like okay because i know some other um people that have commented made the point that uh they say someone's got black friend mm. And they're in your face, they'll love you up, love you up. But then when they go amongst their own people, they will just cuss out the whole black race. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they have the yeah. black friends and they can go back. I've, oh man, I've yeah. got some stories. But they've got the black friends so they can go to the next black person that calls them a racist saying, I can't mm. be black. I've got black friends. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Look at the woman that talked, spoke about... Um, Georgina Floydina. She mm. had black children. I'm sorry, she didn't have black. She had children of colour. Yes. Because I can't believe that they're still relating, referring wow. to us as colours. And Black Cozy says, nope. <laughs> Hate for others will always be a thing. And you you brought that point out, mm-hmm. didn't you? What does um, the 10X4 say, Lily? Because, yeah, it's this will be a discussion that will probably go on forever and ever and ever. But let's oh hope gosh. that we will see sense at some point. Um... Did you do what last week? I'm so yes. sorry, guys. I wasn't here last week. <laughs> to mark work. And it's like, it's like 10 to 8. Um, DJ Laurel will be following me after, from 8 till 
10 tonight. Um, big up to all of the DJs, um, all flavours. Please check the schedule and you'll see who's playing on what day, what time, and so forth, as well as the Facebook group too. So I'm assuming we're on number 22. Right. And the point is, have a high level of motivation. Okay. Motivation refers to the act or state of being stimulated towards action. To succeed, it is critical that you be stimulated, excited and driven to some action or actions. Although the definition of motivation suggests there's a reason behind the action, the study of successful people also makes it apparent that their high levels of activity are fueled by being goal-focused and mission-driven. And that is the point, you know, mm. we can sit here and say no racism isn't going to end yeah but we still have to act and try and make yes, it a better, better situation pele pele highlights he says until we learn to love oneself we will never be happy we will never be happy and as for racism until each person black white or other realize we are our also we are all of one spirit mm. not of what we see how and beautiful. I, I agree because I would say you know there's obviously this Asian and black uh, um, what's the word you know when you've got ally right yeah they've they've become this allegiance that's the word I'm looking okay. for the the Asians are now supporters of blacks because they weren't before but they're received in they're now coming under the people of color bracket okay um. And it demonstrated to me mm. that when someone starts understanding the issue, obviously it's happening to them, that's why they're understanding yeah. it. But when someone starts understanding the issue, they Where can also from? be a vocal ally to you. Yeah, because it, it, your partner's in um, joint association. Mm. That's what they call it, you know, when young boys are together, whatever. Yeah. But that's what it is because of the experience. And now, hey, this is on you. Yeah. The fun, yeah, I, I almost said something else, but it's that's for another time. <laughs> now, Joy said, um, as regards to the um, cosmetic surgery, most women do not ask permission. It's not up for discussion because they are in the zone. Even in marriage, their body is not for anyone but for but them, sadly. No marriage is a one-flesh situation that demands agreement, so when we spoke earlier about asking your or discussing with your partner if you were going to have surgery, you'd have to discuss it. But you was like, no, it's my body. I can do whatever I want. I was saying it as a devil's advocate. <laughs> Obviously you would, because you're going to have to go into the knife and they're going to have to pro probably take care of the children. But, yeah. you know, yeah. John Ken says race will always be an issue unless we change our mindset and yeah. that is so true joy says man man to man is so unjust who do you trust well leave that question it's to the yes we leave that to you beautiful people because at the end of the day as individuals like we say it it, it lies in our laps mm. to be that person that is not going to discriminate that is going to have a sense of you know inclusion mm. have a sense of yeah just not looking out seeing what someone looks like and judging them based 
upon that mm. and realize it's not a collective thing mm. i think racism is based on a collective of all black people mm. all white people no it's that one person that did you wrong that so happens to be of color or not mm. that has done the problem to you but it's that's the accepting that they can't all be responsible for that one person's exactly. issue yeah and it's going back to that slavery mm. situation that this this thing happens and it's still happening today mm-hmm. There's still people in Libya, still the Chinese, still have slaves. You know, um, uh, the Emirates. Mm. They, they, they are. This, this is another for another time as well because this modern day slavery mm. is so wide and apparent that, that yeah, that's something else that needs to, needs to be discussed. But racism, sadly, let's hope that we can see an end to it, and that we can just truly just love from the bottom of our hearts and that forgiveness right at the top of the show isn't it mm. forgive like the past is the past let's move on and start from here start from now let's start making that change and being the better and bigger person mm-hmm. yes let's go let's go <laughs> all right beautiful people so thank you so much for tuning in give yourselves a nice round of applause because you're always there supporting us and we really really do thank you so much for your company tonight so following me tonight will be dj laro from eight till ten big high five to george flavors captain of this whole all flavors radio um, um sessions and so forth you're doing really great things for the 